This is Rock Isn't Dead. It's just sleeping. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rock Isn't Dead, It's Just Sleeping, with me, crusty Willy Whitebread. Yo, this is Mark, Mark Audio Slave. Yeah, he's my, <laughs> he's my overbearing man, man bear. Anyway, <laughs> so this week we decided to do an episode on punk rock, which is more my genre, but kind of Mark's time period, wouldn't you say? Yeah, back in my day, we used to listen to the punk rock. (laughs) You're not that old, but punk rock really... Oh, you whippersnappers now. No, no, no. The mosh pitting. Well, back in your day, punk rock was actually real. That was in the, you know, the late 70s, early 80s movement. My day? How old do you think I am? 43. Yeah, well, I mean, I was... You were alive then. I was one year, two year, three year, yeah. Well, yeah, I was four years old when when Kurt Cobain died, so that can tell you my era was. Oh, right, yeah. yeah was, so my era was the Sum Forty One, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I was a senior type. in high school and Cobain. That's what I mean. So, anywho, so we're talking about things like the New York Dolls in the early seventies and Iggy Lou Pop. Reed, Iggy Pop, the Stooges, shit like that. Yeah. So I, I understand that you probably you said you weren't the biggest into punk rock at that time. Well. A lot of musician people that I used to hang out with were kind of some some of them were kind of biased when it came to punk rock because like it's like oh it's only three chords uh, punk rock is you know it's not there's no, it's no technicality to it all but I, I, I over the years it's, it's definitely that's not always the case it's not true at all by any means I had a lot of people that I knew growing up too that that were you know heavily into the punk rock scene I mean like uh, my one friend. Uh, he actually went to the Chelsea Hotel in New York City, where Sid Vicious, you know, uh, you know, his last night, where he, where he perished. Is that so? He went to the the and hotel where he killed Nancy, or the hotel where he killed himself? himself. Well, indeed. Or, or are they synonymous? He, uh, are they the same? I I'm not I really sure on that story. I didn't think they were. No, they they're not. They're not. He no. he he definitely. You know, it was it was definitely in the Manhattan Hotel. It's called Chelsea. It's still there. It's the same the same name. As yes. it was back then. Oh yeah, the Chelsea's a staple oh, in, yeah. in New York City. Yeah, for Sick. sure. And then he he, uh, he stayed in, in the room where where Sid offed himself. It was definitely where where, where you know the OD happened. Right. Um, stole a piece of the the uh, bathroom tile and had a little memento. You know. See, that's pretty cool. I bet he's got that like framed up. The vicious tile. I hope oh, sure, he calls yeah. it the oh, vicious yeah. tile. Yeah, I'm sure. Anywho, sure. so where where were you? Like, when's what's the first fond memory you have of punk rock? Punk rock. I'm gonna say the Violent Femmes. The Violent Femmes. Oh yeah. No, what like what what age were you like? What were you doing? Like what? Like oh, I have rock. a story about well, what brought me. It was definitely fifth grade for me. Really? Fifth grade. That young? Yeah. Yeah. Cause my, my buddy Ty, his brother Guy. <laughs> Ty and Guy. Ty and Guy. Yeah. Not to be confused with Ty and Die, but Ty and Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, his his brother was into the you know into all that stuff you know and, and you know was always playing it and it was it was the Violent Femmes was really big in that house you know wow. and, yeah that was that was where. So, listening to so did you, did you jam it? Like when you heard it, like what were you, were you like, oh, that fucking, that sucks. Or were you like, wow, this is fucking no, great. I thought it was catchy, you know. Yeah. You're, you're fifth grade, you don't really have a, you know, unless you're like a virtuoso of some sort, you don't really have. Unless you're Lou Reed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just born into the shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, mm-hmm. cool. I was, I remember the exact moment, because my dad, my dad was always like, uh, you know, Sabbath, Zeppelin, mm-hmm. Floyd, which is all shit I love, you know, mm-hmm. naturally, but he wasn't. <laughs> But he wasn't he wasn't sitting there fucking listening to the Dead Kennedys, which I don't like either. But he wasn't he wasn't sitting there fucking jamming Offspring. He hated Nirvana, which isn't punk rock, but that's that's for a later conversation. But anyway, what kind of brought me into punk rock was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One, okay. the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, Dead Kennedys, fucking Evan Rude, Primus, Goldfinger, The Vandals, mm. you know, Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, oh, I think I said them, but yeah, that's that's what kind of brought me in and. And I listening to that, I was like, oh, dude, that's fucking, that's fucking righteous. Because I'm used to, you know, war pigs and actually intricate, which, which, like you said, intricate instrumentals. And then, and then I listen to this shit that's literally just thrashing power chord. It's loud. It's aggressive. It's mean. It's just raw. Yeah, you know, and I thought yeah. it was the coolest fucking yeah. thing around. I, I don't know. That's what, that's what punk is, though. It's raw. Yeah. It's, you know, melt your face off. 
let's have a beer and, and, and you know, sit back and have a mosh, you know. Let's type, have type all. Music. I don't think they just, like, sat there in the garage and was like, hey, let's have a beer and have a mosh. No, but at the bar scene, I'm sure for the Sex Pistol shows, that's probably what the, 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 the you know people wanted to get violent because it was a violent genre. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that punk equals violence. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, you know, you don't you don't see guys at punk rock shows with uh, the, the mohawks and the and the um, safety pins lined up on their on their sleeve. Just sitting there drinking Cosmopolitan. Drink, drinking Cosmos, talking about their many books, leather-bound books. No, and... they're getting in a pit. That's what they're there for, to cause some ruckus. Right. Okay, right? yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I think, I think punk, what really intrigued me about it is because, is like I said, um, you know, I was, list, I, was, I was heavily influenced into the Pink Floyd, you know, the, the, the Black Sabbath, the, the Zeppelin, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash, the Allman Brothers, and shit like that, which, like I said, I do love, but I feel like, I feel like punk was like an anti-movement. It was oh, an yeah. anti-movement to the movement. Well, yeah, it was, that was happening in the in the seventies. It was anti-government. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely punk. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was the, that was the whole scene. Yeah, you know, it was like a uh, like an attack on the soft hippie culture of the of the late or the mid to late sixties and in seventies. You know, I thought I thought that was the probably one of the coolest things. And to me, even after I listened to to you know the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, soundtrack and all that kind of stuff. I thought that that the Velvet Underground was the shit. Mm-hmm. I can see. I can see. Well, that. you're a Lou Reed fan. Oh yeah, but I see. I'm more of his solo work later on. Mm. That's that's more like what, like Dirty Boulevard and you know, Walking the Wild Side is you know, it's old Lou Reed, I guess. You yeah. Know, there's um another another song that I, I listen to by Lou Reed, but I can't think of the name oh, of whatever. it. He's got a bunch. Yeah. Did you uh, ever? Did you ever get into the Velvet Underground? You know, I, I I knew who they are, and I don't think I ever really did. I would love to play some right now, but we can't do the copyright infringement. Copyright law. infringements. Can't fuck with that. Cannot play anything. I just thought that like it was a, it was one of the neatest things that that while while the Beatles were playing shit like you know I want to hold your hand and stuff you know the Velvet Underground Lou Reed's over there singing about fucking heroin and. You know, shiny, shiny, shiny boots of leather. (laughs) You know, the Venus and Furs. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. It was unique. It was so unique for the time. I bet you when they came on the scene, you know, I didn't read too much into them, and I I obviously wasn't around back then, but I bet you when they came on the scene, they were fucking criticized, dude. Oh, yeah. I bet. Oh, yeah. I bet you they just got fucking slammed. Oh, by all kinds of critics, I'm sure. Yeah. So, where, where was your first punk rock show you ever went to? Oh God, uh, I have to say Fugazi. That's probably Fugazi. Yeah, yeah, seen those guys several times. That know. was the first one you ever went to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You know, and then you know, Bad Religion. It, it was all oh. around the same time period. Bad Religion's got a fucking hold on my heart, man. I mean, all all of the '90s guys. You know, Green Day. You know, that's but, that's kind of funny that you mention. Mention the offspring and, and and bad religion right off the rip because bad religion is probably one of my favorite punk rock bands of all the time. Like I they I used to get in trouble at school all the time for wearing you know the big cross with the mm-hmm. with the red X through it. Bad religion and when when did they when did they actually come out? I think they they came out with their first album Suffer. I think that was eighties. Has to be. I think it was probably mid, mid to late. Mid to late. Yeah. Eighties and it's cool what I was saying about the offspring. And, uh, and Bad Religion, they both have, they're both super intelligent, like Dexter Holland and Greg Graffin. They're both crazy intelligent human beings. Like uh, Greg Graffin has got a PhD in evolutionary biology. Really? Yeah. Wow. From Cornell. He's, he's an, I think he's an, a, a professor at UCLA, I think now. That's pretty awesome. Ever since the punk rock, you know, band you. loosened up. And Dexter Holland's got a PhD as well mm-hmm. in molecular biology from USC. Wow. He's much smarter than I am. <laughs> we saw the offspring. It was actually you and I that yeah. saw the offspring two years ago with his old ass. Yeah, yeah we were pretty close too. Yeah, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Social distortion. I like those guys. Oh, they were cool. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah. They, do they ever? Do they even still play? They. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. I have to, I have to look that one up. Yeah. Into who? But I remember um, seeing Green Day one time when I was about 17 years old with my. One of my uh, girlfriends at the time and her friend, and we went down to uh, Asbury Park, 
um, in New Jersey. And uh, we got there super, super duper early. Right. You know, we were dumb kids. We didn't know what time to get to a concert. So it was, it was still daylight and everything else. So we were just walking around and stuff. And um, on the side of the building at the venue, the, uh, the drummer for Green Day was just sitting down, just hanging out by himself. So uh, my girlfriend recognized him. And she said, oh, you're the drummer for, for the Green Day? And, she, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's me. Uh, oh, could you sign something? And he was like, oh, what do you have? And then we, I had a Green Day shirt on at the time. So he, he had, she had me, he, he signed my back. And then uh, we went to the show. And I'm standing there close to the pit, you know, just trying to, like, you know, keep the girls out of the, out of, you know, out of the danger zone. Mm-hmm. And I keep getting people kicking me, kicking my leg, kicking my butt. All, all kinds of kicks and then soon enough my girlfriend's friend not my girlfriend she didn't want to divulge didn't it fucking punch a chick he, in the head yeah, or punch somebody in wrote, the fucking head man i've been so kick, mad he wrote kick me in big letters on the back of the shirt and then he wrote trey cool which you know as i guess as trey cool she said trey cool so trey cool but yeah that was my experience meeting uh the, one of the members of green day that's yeah. pretty cool yeah, i've never cool. i've never seen green mostly because i don't know man like when I was when I was hard into punk rock, I still love it. But when I was hard into punk rock, like in high school, yeah, I was. I mean, I was the straight tight ass pants, like cut off camo vests with studs and band patches sewn all over. It. I had hair down past my shoulders, and I remember one time, my buddy my buddy Devin in high school. He was a uh, he was he was one of those cool kids that was way too fucking cool for his own good, like he thought he was, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like the the school musician. Mm-hmm. He was the one. I don't, have you ever seen those Tux shoes? Mm-mm. They're kind of like punk rocky, hot topicy style shit. Regardless, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I Anywho, what so he had a pair of those shoes, and we used to go over his house and 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 uh, smoke cigarettes and and fucking you know jam music. His dad had this yeah. huge jam room and a couple dirty burners acting like a couple dirty burners. Yeah, so. just being fucking gutter kids, <laughs> you know, being ridiculous. And he had these shoes on these tucks and i thought they were the coolest fucking thing since sliced bread since sliced willy white bread i thought it was the coolest shit i've ever seen and so i so went were you on. gonna mosh him i'll mosh you yeah, i was those. gonna mosh him. i'll mosh you for those dude right yeah, now yeah like the hardcore <laughs> kids i was gonna fucking fight ghost ninja motherfuckers and, and and steal his shoes but no i did kind of steal his shoes in a sense um i went i went to hot topic like two weeks later or a week later some shit and I bought them, and I wore them to school. And you would have thought that I fucking ripped his jogging pants off in the middle of homeroom class or something. Like he stole his look. Oh, he fucking lost his shit. He looked like Dennis Rodman, only white. He had fucking like shaved head. Well, now I guess I can't wear mine. Oh, he was so <laughs> butt hurt, dude. He was so. And that was like a thing. He still when I see him. Really. Like in my hometown, like well, I'll, I'll go to a bar, me and the wife, and we'll fucking. We'll fucking, you know, be hanging out, and I'll see Devin. I'll, hey, man, what's up? And we'll somehow we'll get on the topic of I stole his shoes. <laughs> He's such a fucking pussy fart. I swear to God. But anyway, right. so so I loved I loved shit like that back in the day, and I loved the Stooges, dude. Like I fucking loved oh, Iggy yeah. Pop. Yeah, dude, the Stooges are my favorite. Out of the old timey punks, the classic punk. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. Yeah, he yeah. was Iggy Pop was just such a fucking. He reminds me kind of like of Anthony Kiedis. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I think that's where Anthony Kiedis got his look from. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Like, if you put them side by side to somebody that really didn't know, you no. Think, is this the younger version and the older version? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One looks like boot leather and one looks like shiny, shiny, shiny <laughs> boots of leather. Well, uh, these days, Anthony Kiedis is looking a little... Uh, a little Californified. <laughs> a little Californication. <laughs> God, I'm fucking cheesy. But anyway, so yeah, Iggy Pop was like one of the rawest dudes like he was one of the fucking just hardest yeah, yeah. motherfuckers oh, yeah. around, dude. He would like I, I remember watching a couple of his shows on YouTube and stuff. He would like jump all over stage on broken because you know they were throwing beer bottles. Them fucking punk rock kids. Oh yeah, they were throwing beer bottles and throwing gum and whatever they fucking had come, whatever they fucking had. They were throwing it, and he would like do giant belly flops on stage. And I remember one, his entire belly was cut completely open. He was bleeding all over the fucking place, just still going. The band didn't skip a beat. Yeah, well, that's punk rock. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I liked them, and I liked uh, in the early 70s stuff, I, I got into that a little bit, and I liked the New York Dolls a lot. Yeah, New York I liked Dolls. the New York yeah. Dolls a lot. That's like the, the original D. Snyder, Twisted Sister scene. Mm-hmm. They were fucking, mm-hmm. they were just crazy. It's just, you know, I wish that a lot of the music that came out in that time period was uh, actually, you know, done 
in a better quality studio at the time well, they period. didn't want that though but it would sound so much better because some of the punk that that i guess is considered classic great punk i just can't listen to it because it sounds like a cheese grater on my ears well i mean that was kind of the that was kind of the you know the meaning behind it though because you had the studio punk bands you saw you saw how punk kind of kind of graduated from that raw like stooges Velvet Underground. Well, they were Velvet Underground was a little commercial. They were in the studio. Lou Reed, you know, they were in there. But like, you saw them graduate from like Fear and the Sex Pistols and the Clash. That was like that raw shit. But then you saw like the Ramones. Yeah. Like, and then the Dead Kennedys. Like how they started out that raw sound, and then they got in there and they got in the studio. Rancid was fucking huge. They were like, yeah, insanely pop punk. You know, I liked them. I've seen them, guys. Yeah, I've seen them twice. I saw them once. I saw them with. Less than Jake, I actually, I was at work one time and I was, it was one of those like, call in now and you'll get some fucking free tickets, you cheap pieces of shit. And you know, verbatim, that's exactly what they said. No, I'm just kidding. And yeah, and, and you won. And I won. And I went and saw him in Orlando with Less Than Jake, me and my buddy Josh Lashbrook. And they were pretty good. This, this was back in like the early 2000s though. Mm-hmm. So they, they had been around for about 10 years. Because mm-hmm. I think I think Ruby Soho and like Time Bomb and all that shit that came out like mid '90s or something. But anyway, are you gonna are you gonna slap me if I tell you that I, one of my favorite punk songs is uh, "Killer Clowns from Outer Space" by the Dickies? No, <laughs> that's cool. I love that song. That's see, and that's what I'm talking about. That's that raw shit. That's a raw, raw. Yeah, that's that raw mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, you know, and and actually, funny story too. Well, not really funny story, but a kind of a factual story is uh, Dave Grohl from The Foo and Nirvana. I fucking hate The Foo. Uh, (laughs) he was in a band from DC called Scream. You ever heard Scream? Mm -mm. They're, they're similar to fear and like that raw, that raw punk sound. He was, he was their original drummer before Nirvana and, and they were huge on the punk scene. Like they were, they were there with like the Buzzcocks and, and, and fear and, and you know, all those black flag, minor threat, shit like that. Um, so that, that was, but that, I don't know, man, that was kind of the. That was kind of the the idea because I, 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 I mean, I wasn't alive back then from what I can imagine and from just how it was because there's always been like some secret stigma among, amongst like all, I feel like all generations that, that are actually, you know, listen to punk rock and stuff like that. There's always like, there's the mainstream punk rock and then there's the, the dirty, scuzzy, puke in the mosh pit yeah, punk exactly, rock. Exactly. Because I mean, you can, there's some songs by the police you can consider punk rock. <laughs> Fucking stigma. Joy Division is considered yeah, punk I like Joy rock, Division. and I mean, some of their songs, I guess, don't sound like it. No, and and you know what's always funny to me too is how how like the punk label came out and like grunge and and new wave and all that kind of shit because that all every all, all the subcategories, yeah, all the subcategories. But see, those subcategories all started as the same thing. Oh yeah, they yeah, all yeah. started as new wave. Everything was new wave right, until right. they tried to figure out something to fucking label it. Right. I mean, that's what happens with any genre. You know, it's been, yeah. been around for more than ten years. Yeah, and then and then the media and and the record companies they they exploit the shit out of it. And, and they just grab a hold of it and twist it in their little fucking Play-Doh bin and make it into punk. Punkers. We're punkers. Yeah. You know? And flash forward to uh, 2010, we got punk ska. Yeah, punk ska. Oh, Eat Lord. my balls. Uh, like only, There's only one good song that came out of that genre. And it's beer by Real Big Fish. <laughs> hey, I liked Real Big Fish. I told you. No, the I, do, story. I do. I do like a lot. Of I told you the story earlier. My my ex girlfriend Alicia actually fucked the drummer from Real Big Fish. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. You Met him at a Waffle House. They were there after after like a warped tour. This is years after her and I broke what up. Oh, whore. Yeah, she's super whore. Um, sorry, Alicia, if you're listening, you suck though. Um, so they they met him in a Waffle House, and and she did her whore thing. And, and went and banged him. But anyway, so that <laughs> that's just it's just always been funny to me because they did the same thing with grunge. And we're going to get more into grunge next week because that's a that's a huge topic of conversation between Mark and I because we both love that shit. But it, it's just so fucking funny to me how if they don't have anything, you know, to label it as they they started as new wave. And then if you if you see a lot of like like news interviews because I was watching a couple documentaries and like news interviews from back then was like oh the punk rockers are are you know spreading across the nation and if your kids are listening to bands like the Clash and the uh, the Blank Pistols I can't even say their name they're just so <laughs> vulgar you yeah, know they may they, have they have the mentality right That's the mentality from from that time period right they can't progress any further and see any they can't see past Billy Joel yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything, anything not Billy Joel or or even David Bowie. Shit from David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust and shit that was even even twisted up and, and made to be something it's not. God forbid you're not going to play the Velvet Underground on the fucking radio. Oh no, I know. Mean, but and then that's how the the genre kind of responded to that, saying, okay, well then we're just going to be against everything. We don't want radio play. You know, we we don't want a lot of money. We just want to party, get drunk. And, and sleep on people's floors and kill each other. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so that, I mean, that, that's the image, you know, that it, it, you know, portrayed, you know, you don't, you don't, you didn't see a lot of uh, punk being played on MTV when MTV oh, first no, came on. Hardly any. Exactly. You're was, not going to see shit like that. No. And maybe you were lucky enough to see, uh, you, you know, would see it on Beavis and Butthead late, late at night. Yeah. You would you see know. it on Beavis and Butthead sitting on their fucking couch, you know, chilling. Yeah. But yeah. Anywho, so moving moving a little bit forward, where do you think? What is your opinion on where where punk really took off? Where did it really start? Man, I'm I have to say, it started to me like you know at CBGBs. That's 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 the you know the right. the club of all clubs when it, when it came to defining that that whole time period. Hilly Crystal, mm-hmm. fucking Bamf, man. Yeah, bad motherfucker. I tell you what, if you, there's that movie too that that came out. That was a good ago. movie, great movie. I thought it was really good. I mean, I don't have a lot of history. Pleasantly of, surprised, like I guess you could say. Uh, right, I don't have anything really to combat it to because obviously I've never been to the real CBGB. I've been to the CBGB in the fucking airport in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been, I've been to that. The mm-hmm. fucking exploited media yeah. derived fucking bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. I've never actually been to the real CBGB. But I, I would agree with you that, that back in the in the mid-70s when Hilly took over the, the CBGB on the Bowery, what does that stand for? Country, bluegrass, blues, and other muser, music for uplifting gourmandizers, O-M-F-U-G. <laughs> Fucking yeah, craziest ass name. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I used to listen to a lot of the bands. And I didn't even know they, they started there. Like Patti Smith, you know me and my, my female I like, singers. I like Patti Smith. Oh, you know? she's so great. And even for like a super... Super poetic, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a poet, but like yeah, sometimes yeah. Po- poetic shit in rock music don't don't mix unless you're Jim Morrison or or Patti Smith. You know, the clicking mm-hmm. poetic bullshit doesn't doesn't yeah. really work. But I I love Patti Smith. Okay. I, I thought she was fantastic, and and the Dead Boys. I wonder if that you remember that segment that they did in the movie where where uh, they the Dead Boys like he sponsored the Dead Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's actually. I wonder if that's actually factual. I mean, it's in a movie, so it must be true, right? Yeah. And Ron Weasley played the lead singer of the Dead Boys, so that's pretty fun. Well, yeah, the guitar player of the Dead a Boys. A little weasel, huh? Yeah, a little fucking weasel, man. Little redheaded stepchild. Little redheaded mm-hmm. fuck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, yeah, a lot of the bands that came out of CBGBs, I thought, are. I I really do feel like that's. Those are are kind of maybe not the founding fathers of punk, but they're they're the ones that actually brought it to the scene. Yeah, you know the yeah. Talking Heads. Yeah, you know that they were playing shit at CBGB that you would, you may hear on your local college radio station. That's yeah. That's you true. may. Yeah, like well, on, Blondie came out of there. Oh yeah, you know? don't yeah. forget. Until she got, you see what the media did to her though. Listen oh, to her this, early shit versus her. Oh well, she she became mainstream. Yeah, she almost went disco. She did a little. Yeah, kinda. Well, I'm sure they used to play the shit out of her in, in discos. God damn it. Yeah, well, that's where the money was at. I know. Yeah, that's what everybody's listening to. I know. So, well, it still kind of sucks. Like the the Dead Boys and 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 the Ramones. What do you think about the Ramones? You know how I feel about the Ramones. Just what do you honestly feel about the Ramones? I personally feel like they don't get as much credit as they deserve because people come and say the Ramones had no talent. The Ramones, you know, they they just they just went by the seat of their pants every show, every time they made an album it was well, half half ass. And that's exactly it. That's 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 what punk rock is. And you know, come on, how could you not like a lot of their songs in their catalog? I mean, Blitzkrieg Pop was on there. Bop. Yeah, I don't know, uh, man, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you had all the a lot of famous songs. You know, beat the brat with the baseball bat. Yeah. You know? I wanna be sedated. I they always sound like Kermit to me. Exactly. That's what they sound like, Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Henry Rollins, I think, said it best from Black Flag. He's saying, uh, when they're up there, they sound like four retards trying to play music. Well, that may be true. Maybe they are sedated. Maybe that was it. Maybe they were just <laughs> sedated the entire time. I think they were drunk the entire yeah. time. That's what it was. That was it. You ever listen to like interviews with Joey Ramone? 
Uh, no, I never have. No? Mm-mm. Oh, man. That guy's a that guy, – I don't know what Gormandizer mean, but it, 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 he's got to be a Gormandizer. Whatever that means, he has to be it because he just fucking <laughs> – see, he sounds like, like, like a drunk Billy Joel. Just, he just sounds stupid. Like, I don't know, man. I just remember seeing one of those guys in uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the time warp. The time warp. I think I just always thought they were over. Them and the Dead Kennedys. I never liked the Dead Kennedys. They always sounded like somebody was scared and being shaken. That was their their step. Ship, you know. They're stuck. What is it? The stup? Shtick? They're snip. They're snippet? Snip. Anyway. Snip. I don't know, man. I I, always, I was always into into. Well, I don't know. I can't say I was always into. I I, I like an equal mix of good raw fucking punk like Stooges and Black Flag and shit. And I also like a little bit of studio punk because you know Bad Religion was very studio punk. Oh yeah. They had the same message though because I don't I don't think they necessarily like sold out. I don't think they were like Gap punk. Oh, like yeah. like mall punk like Green Day was like I like don't get me wrong before people start fucking throwing their phones across the fucking and Blink One Eighty Two don't forget uh, they were okay they, dude have you ever heard any any interviews with Tom DeLonge of uh, Blink n- no he's fucking crazy dude was he yeah he was talking to he was well, talking on a podcast was he one the time one that wanted to go for aliens yeah he's that guy okay he's that guy he left the group for aliens yeah he left the fuck I hope you have some money saved dude because you're fucked but he's back now They're, he's mm. Are you kidding me? He's not? They're touring without him this year? Well, they might be touring with him now, but he's not back in making any music with the band, I don't think. Hmm. That's that's more of that new wave kind of studio punk stuff after. That's skipping generations. That's going from punk to, to grunge. Ugh, I fucking hate that word. Going from, from punk to the to the Seattle movement and then into that. They, that was more my my area. Oh, era, yeah. era, not area. Yeah. That was that was mine. That, that's yeah. Blink one eighty two and Blink one eighty two. Yeah, but anyway, that guy's that guy's fucking crazy. You dude. stop shitting your pants and you're like, oh, Blink one eighty two sounds good. Blink one eighty two, all the small things, motherfucker. But uh, Jimmy Eat World. I oh no, 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 no! Don't put I me eat in that crayons. Category. Yeah, don't put me. You fucking talk about crayon eating. You know, like the Ramones. But anyway, yeah. Um. So yeah, that Tom DeLong guy. He. I was listening to a couple of interviews of his, and he was uh, he was talking about like how he quit the band to like go look for Bigfoot. Like Travis Barker used to say that he would not used to say, he says that he used to like on tour and shit. They'd be like, Hey man, he'd get all fucked up. And he's like, Hey man, you want to go try to find Bigfoot? Like you want to just go out in the fucking woods? And Travis is like, no dude, I'm fucking tired. Do you see? I drum like a fucking blitzkrieg. Like, no dude, you know, I don't want to fuck with you. That must be a thing. Cause I have a really good friend of mine and I don't know. He's, he's independently wealthy and, uh, must be nice. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> so he decided to grow his hair down, you know, out and, Put a straw hat on and go chase Bigfoot with all these Bigfoot hunters, like the ones you see on TV. He hangs right. out with them. Really? Yeah. How do you even get into something like that? You just go. You just say, okay. I'm but gonna... where do you? How do you even know where? To, how you did you know? Track, you gotta track these fuckers down, man. Find out where the hot spots are. The and, hot and spots. I, and I guess start yelling like Bigfoot. I guess when you get there. Ah, what, does ah. it sound, what does it sound like? That's just crazy to me. And he was talking about like Tom Dolan. He was talking about like. Like how he's visited the Pentagon and how like generals from the Pentagon reached out to him and like we're talking to him about like wow. the MK Ultra, you know, project and and all these different things. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking basket case. Like you're fucking, you're fucking crazy. I, 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 yeah, yeah, that whatever that is, yeah, that's, that's that's the one, man. But anyway, some forty one. I know a lot of people guilty don't like pleasure, them. guilty pleasure, definitely guilty, guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, because they have really cool EQ, right? Nice guitar work. EQ. Here we go. Yeah, Song. Yeah. Every I want to, I want to do something. I want to, I want to like take a shot or something every time the audio slave says EQ. And, and one day what I'm going to get them to teach me what an EQ is. What is an EQ, Mark? Let's talk about it's that. It's a guy that sits in front of the soundboard. It's a guy. It's not a thing. And he's turning the, the dials. Yes. So the guy is the, the guy EQ. E, the guy EQs the album. Right? Is it an adjective or is it a noun? Like, is the EQ a he, person, place, or thing, or is it he, an okay, idea? It's short for equalizing. He, he's, he's equalizing. Equal, EQ okay, is so what is he equalizing? Equalizer. Explain this. Explain this to us. And do everybody. I really have to explain what yes, an equalizer is? Absolutely, you fucking okay. do. We have panning, which is what's left, panning? Left and right. Left and right, what? Like fading in your car, like fading speakers left to right. You can fade is usually yeah is, is back and. And what the fuck is that used for? Was it, was punk rock? Were they equalizing? Were Have they you EQing? never listened to a, an album, especially Zeppelin used to use a lot of the panning, 
it, it, it goes around each speaker in your car. So oh. they're, they're, while they're recording, the EQ, or, or what, what are you, the booth guy, whatever you want to call booth him. Guy? The booth guy? I thought he was the EQ. Same guy. He's not the DJ. The sound, He's the EQ. Hey, the sound technician. Ah, uh, the sound technician. The sound technician is panning. The audio technician. The audio also, slave. Also equalizing, which is the 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 bass, then the, the mids mm-hmm. and the treble. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. EQ. Okay. And you and you do that after the song's recorded. You don't do it while they're doing it. Well, no, or you, you do it. You after? have to do it before, during, and then there's there's a you know of course there's a post, the post EQ. Which which is the the master mix? So it's like a it's like a surgical to, operation. There's a, there's be, a pre, a during, and a post. Correct. Yes, there's a post mix. They call it. Wow. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into, you know, producing an album, especially these days. You know, with all the digital shit, you have to, you know, learn Pro Tools and how to you know how to use all that shit inside the computers. You know, far out. It's man. not all analog like it used to be back in the seventies. Like the good old days yeah. when they were recording at Sound City. Yes. You know, reel to reel. Right. Analog. Exactly. Fucking tubes on the tape. On the tape, motherfucker. Right. On the tape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. we used to go see a group called All. All the all. time. I love all, all the time. Yeah, all all the time. And those guys, if you ever have a chance, where to are listen they at? To- they were out of Philadelphia, I believe. That was a huge punk scene. Oh, dude. Philly, D.C., mm-hmm. that area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucking rad. We used to go to Philly a lot. Did you? Oh, because Philly was even closer to, you know, it was only like 35 minutes for me. Yeah. And then it was like an hour and 10 to get to New York. So. Yeah. Now, are they, a, are they a studio band or like they one of like the raw, no, the no, raw no. dogs? They're 90s studio. 90s yeah. studio? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've never heard of them. Really? Listen to an album called All Roy's Revenge. By All by Roy's All. Revenge. Yeah, and you'll hear some, I'm some, into that. some good tunes. Maybe we'll listen to it after this. Do it, man. We can fucking Let's do it. Have a, have a glass of tea and, and talk about punk rock the right way. Maybe we'll have a mosh. Definitely. Would you like to have a mosh? I'll do it right now. Bitch, I can oh, get out No, don't hurt me. Oh, well, you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you said, uh, back, to, back to the offspring, Dexter Holland and those jazz those guys you you said you were really into them oh yeah offspring man i used to love those guys i mean there's so many good songs like where do you even start you know with offspring i guess some of the early stuff you know the kids aren't all right i thought is that in that off like americana was it no 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 you sure yes this is way back in the day uh, back with smash you don't, so smash you, don't rem- don't, you don't remember that song being um on woodstock I 99 i know the song woodstock 99 yeah, right. that was the one that did their live songs. Yeah, I was ten. Yeah, <laughs> you old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun. I thing, didn't go to Woodstock '99. Why not? It was a gimmick. Why not? Dude. It was a like, gimmick. You were like thirty. No, I what? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you, you go? Son you, of a. You, you were old enough. You were probably what, sixteen, seventeen? Yeah, yeah. I, was, you know, I didn't want to go. I was probably. Uh, There's just every good band. Exactly. Ever, you know, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to go either. Fucking, are you insane? I had Beastie Boys tickets. Ew. And I love the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and there's a lot of you guys out there who love them as well. But DJ M. I decided not to go. You know? I don't want to. I had Steve Miller band tickets. Eh, I'm not going to go. And yeah. you lived in New York at the time. Well, near. Yeah, in Jersey. Yeah. <sighs> so it was just like I had, it was going to so many shows, you know, during those times, you know. I feel like that statement it was, it was almost over, make my over, dick crawl it was inside of me. overwhelming how many shows there were, you know. I turned Especially down, in that scene, I turned down. Which I'm going to kill myself for, Pink Floyd. I turned down when in back in those days when they when they did the Roger division, Waters. The, no, the Division Bell tour when uh-huh. they played Giant Stadium. I said I my buddy had take extra ticket. I said nah, I got to go to work or something. Something happened where I, I couldn't go. Yeah, and that was my only opportunity to ever see him. I, I didn't. I turned it down. Now, was that when? Okay, I think Roger Waters. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like he, he was with him for division. well, he was it with David Gilmore and Waters. Yes, or is that this before was the split? Bell. That was before the split. This was the last album. I think it was the last album. The, the Division Bell. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know the album. Yeah, wasn't that the last didn't... album with those two on it? And then they I split. Oh man, you're, you're, sure. you're more the. I mean, I love Pink Floyd. Don't get me wrong. We're yeah. going to see a. If Mark can go with me, we're going to see a, a Pink Floyd Laser Light Show at the Planetarium tonight here in Jacksonville at the Museum of History and Science. <laughs> I'm gonna go look in like a fucking punk oh, rocker. They call it the Mosh Museum. How the fitting. Mosh? How we fitting. can go have a Mosh. <laughs> the Mosh in the biology section. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hit each other in the liver. No, but what I was saying is, is that song "Smash It Up." 
You know that yeah. song? Smash yeah, yeah. it up, smash it. was on the Batman movie. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, the Batman yeah. Forever with Jim Carrey oh, and, yeah. and Freeze. Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yes, what's the name? Kill me, I'm here. <laughs> Do it. Kill me. Yeah, yeah that motherfucker. <laughs> but that's actually not an Offspring song. That's a cover. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know A that. punk rock band called The Damned actually oh, wrote that damned. in 75. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a damned song. Mm-hmm. Damn song. It's a damned song. Well, Offspring did it better. <laughs> well, ah, I, I can't really say that. Right, yeah, well. Easy. Easy. Slow down, you buzzcock. So, so where, where are we moving from here? We're, we, we've gone. We, we got the CBGB bands. We got the Dead Boys. We've got, you know, Patti Smith. We've got Iggy Pop playing with Blondie. We've got the Talking Heads. All those cats that came out of CBGB. Haley Crystal. Put him on the map. Funded his own fucking, the Dead Boys. Funding Did you own. want to talk about Danzig at all? Oh, oh, of course. How? I'm an idiot, dude. Misfits. Those are like, I got a fucking Misfits tattoos all over me. Mm-hmm. They were still, they were amazing. Yeah. Glenn, well, I can't say that I didn't like the Michael Graves years. Did you like the Michael Graves years? I wasn't a fan. No? No. You like Danzig better? Mm, yeah, kind of. Me too. The solo. Whoa. I love Danzig, man. Dude, I went to go see Danzig. Yeah, what's your, didn't you, weren't you on his tour bus at one point? No, 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 no. God, no. So Danzig, he's, he's a, kind of a crazy guy, man. So like, yeah, no shit. There was a band from the 90s called Prong. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Prong, but they, they had a couple uh, good songs. One of, their, one, one of their singles was a song called Snap Your Fingers, Snap Your Neck, mm-hmm. uh, Prove You Wrong was another one. Anyhow, so I'm, I'm with my buddy, and we're at the show, after the show, and so we cruise around back by the tour buses and just to see who we can see. And so we run across the singer from Prong. So you're like, hey, hey, hey. And he, he was really cool. We hung out with him for, for a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And so he took us onto their tour bus just to show us something – which was, uh, there was, you know, how Danzig's popular and well-known for how those, the, the cow skull is like... Oh, his... I didn't know that, no. Oh, really? Because, uh-uh. yeah, because, you know... I know his album that's... cover. Well, that's what I'm saying. His symbol, is, you know, he's big with the cow skulls. And apparently, he he went into their tour bus that morning and took a real cow skull and placed it there while they were sleeping. And then... He did that. He did this. And then went back onto his tour bus and I was like, and then I, he, they were freaked out. And I was like, well, why did they do that? And, and he's like, because we were smoking marijuana. We were smoking the electric lettuce, and guys. And Danzig doesn't like that. Danzig is, is he? Does he drink? He, is he just a teetotaler? Is I, that just I'm not his sure thing? his whole deal, but I know he's anti-drugs completely. Wow. So you know, he's a lot like Gene Simmons, I guess, in, in, in that yeah. aspect. But not to be confused with Richard Simmons. But I'm sure back in the old days. <laughs> When he was uh, punking it up with misfits, I'm sure he was horror punking it. I'm, I'm sure there was reasons why he doesn't do drugs these days. You ever you seen know? that YouTube video where he gets fucking knocked out by that giant fucking bouncer? We'll have to watch that after this. Have you ever seen that? I think I remember seeing that. Uh, yes, yes, okay, I'm gonna, I do. I'm gonna pull it up. Let's listen. So like he, Danzig gets knocked out. Dude gets fucking railed because the night, the night I saw him, and he was this is he was older. You know, he he stopped the show because some guy and was was flipping him off in the in the pit. What he a stopped, girl! He stopped the show, threw the mic down, went like he was going to go down into the pit, and then the security guys got the guy who was giving him the, the problem and took him away. And then he got back on stage and yeah, you know, and started singing again. But well, I was Danzig's like, Danzig's a pretty big dude. dude. I don't, I wouldn't want Glenn Danzig coming at me. That's for oh, sure. He that dude, dude is that dude is ripped. You ever seen that video? Uh, Glenn Danzig shopping list. No. It's like box of saltine. <laughs> can of sardines frozen pizza and then it progresses on it's like rutabaga three liter bottle of mountain dough flower yeah flower so uh have you ever heard of his classical music black area no oh you have got to it's one of those albums that you can just throw it on when you're going to sleep but yeah black area and that's by, his by glenn danzig yeah he composed the entire thing when was this when did he start oh, getting into composing is, shit god 91 92 really? yeah and it's really good surprisingly it's really wow. good yeah so did you ever did you ever i was i'm still i am huge into the misfits did you ever get kind of big into them no it was mostly just mostly danzig really, really? yeah See, I loved, I loved. I had buddies who, who were always, you know. Die, 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 my die darling. Hard, die hard fans. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, here we go. Check it out. This fucking where Glenn Danzig gets just rail. See, he's just talking shit. Fuck you, motherfucker. Watch. Here we go. It's got to be, I think it's just like a bouncer or something. It's really bad quality video. Oh, it's awful. Here we go. Here we go, watch. Boom! Uh, just right. Yeah, well, that dude's pretty big, man. Yeah. And he just nailed him right in the sweet spot, right in the temple. So, I mean, 
anybody's going to go down on that. Oh, dude, I just thought I've always known Glenn Danzig to be such a such a fucking rock diva, and that was just hilarious to me. <laughs> I, I just love seeing people get hurt. Yep. Like, if you fell out of your chair right now, I would love it. Like, I would help you up, but I would totally fucking love it. Oh, I bet you laughed your ass off when David Grohl fell off the stage. And oh, broke no, his dude. Leg. He actually hurt himself. Dave Grohl's too nice to laugh at. Mm. Yeah. Don't get me. We're going to talk about you, the Foo Fighters just said, next year. Didn't he just say? Or next week. That you're, that you're laughing at somebody hurting themselves? Yeah, but Dave Grohl's too nice, man. He's like the nicest guy in rock and roll, like, ever. Yeah, he's pretty He fucking nice. went and broke his shit, went to the hospital, and then came back and finished the show. Yeah, right. And Glenn Danzig's over here fucking leaving because somebody flicked him off. Like, what a puss nugget. What a queef. A queef. Yeah. A queef. He's a queef. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Yeah, well, not the first and not the last right. in the industry, I'm sure. So, Misfits, they were, I fucking love them. Like, Die, 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 My Darling, that's a pretty good one. But, like, back in, like, the Scream days and Skulls. And that's actually one of the, other than the, the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater soundtrack, that's actually what really got me into into punk rock was yeah. that song Last Caress. Yeah. My buddy, I remember we were in I was in middle school, I was like in seventh grade or some shit. And and he came over to me, he's like, dude, check out this fucking song. This band the Misfits are like some horror shit. They're really cool. Mm-hmm. And then he put on the Last Caress. You know the song. One last caress. Metallica covers mm-hmm. it. Okay. And and I was like, Holy shit, these guys are badass. So I just Sort of, you know, I, was YouTube? I don't know if YouTube was around back then. It might have been. I don't know. But I started trying to find the beginnings of it. Yeah, like download them on LimeWire and all that kind of shit. Napster. Like Napster. And I just thought they had just such a cool persona, just a cool vibe, you know? Because I, I yeah. still think to this day nobody's ever done anything like a horror punk. Yeah. Maybe Guar. Maybe Guar. Well, I mean, there's horror genres. Horror rockers are out there. Yeah. You know? Manson, you know, you got to. Well, no, I'm talking like, like, stage presenting horror type people like oh like scary like war like scary like a whole Slip. theatrical slipknot yeah Mush- slipknot. mushroom head mushroom head stuff like that yeah because uh because like you know you would see doyle and, and doyle wolfgang von frankenstein he was the guitar player and he was just this monstrous human being and you ever mm-hmm. see people with the devil lock that fucking just giant lock of hair that goes straight down oh, in front yeah, of their face. Yeah. That was that was the Misfits. The Misfits. Jerry yeah. only started that. The bass player. Yeah. And then they went through a couple drummers. They had Doctor Chud and and Robo and and whatever. I think Robo was actually from Black Anti Flag. No, Black Flag or Anti Flag. One of the flags. Mm-hmm. One of the flags. And okay. I think I think Black Flag's badass too, dude. Fucking Henry Rollins. That's a bad oh, motherfucker, dude. dude. Yeah. He's yeah. sick. I've seen him a couple times. Have you? I've never. Well, solo. You know, just the Rollins band. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the nineties, yeah. I didn't. I've never Black Flag, but that would be cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. So, what about what about the English punk rock movement? Like the Pistols, the Pistols, mates, of course, mate. The sexual Pistols, the sexual revolvers, the, revolvers. the love guns, <laughs> <laughs> the love guns. So they've got a fucking crazy history. They were kind of. I wouldn't call them one hit wonders, but they they they. Well, it kind of was though. Yeah, it was kind of like oh. Yeah, they're the you know the Godfather. I am the Antichrist. They they fizzled out just as quick as they started, didn't they? Well, they did. They did. They were a burning star after getting banned from Great Britain. Yeah. You know you're badass when you get banned from a country. When you're talking about anarchy and people are listening, fascist pigs. People are listening. Yeah, you know because a lot of the you know kids in the in those days were like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm jo- I'm joining up with the Sex Pistols, dude. They wouldn't even put the name of their band or the song like because they hit the number one charts like both in the U.S. and in England. So what did it say? Like, no, it was just all blank. It was <laughs> it was just a black two black lines at the number one spot on the charts. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So when they got banned, what happened was is they I guess England was having some big parade. Well, they were having a parade, but they had some like big national holiday like like uh, celebrating something or another, whatever. Yeah. And and so the queen was on a float and she was doing her, you know, queen wave. Hello. Yeah, hello. 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 I'm the queen. Crumpets and tea, bitches. I'm three. The thug life, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh I don't know what accent that was, but uh, so anyway, the Pistols were actually on a float like half a mile behind them, okay. playing Anarchy in the UK, just over. I cannot believe that that was allowed. And Oh, it wasn't allowed. Are you fucking crazy? They all got arrested and kicked out of Great Britain. <laughs> Every one of them. Oh, that's why they got kicked out? Yeah. For the float deal? Yeah. Oh. That's how they got kicked out. I thought they were getting kicked out because they were they were convincing everybody for Anarchy in the UK. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we were. I mean, yeah, kind of kind of coinciding there, kind of hand in hand. That's crazy. Fuck yeah, it's crazy. It's insanity. Yeah. And so 
so they got kicked out. So then they, they came over to California and kind of joined, joined the, the American punk rock move, movement, you know, like the, the, the they, black flag movement, the Patty right Smiths, in. all that, you know. But, you know, that's when Sid, they, they broke up. They had like a couple shows in San Francisco, and then I think they just fucking fizzled out. <laughs> what happened with Sid? Sid and Nancy. The yeah. late Kurt and Courtney. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. happened? What do you mean? What happened? They were they were the the love story that went awry, and what a crazy thing! Drugs over inter, intervened and yeah. and eventually got them both. That doesn't that fucking suck, dude. Yeah. It's got to be so difficult to be an up and coming artist because that 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 and it and it's almost like a contradiction in oxymoron because I've always thought this and we'll get like I said I keep saying this but we'll get more into this next week but. But I've always had this this idealism in this in this thought process with with Kurt Cobain and, and Jimi Hendrix and Joplin and all these kind of people because they're so and, and Sid Vicious falls in this category you know they're so into their music like they're so blindingly in love with their art form you know because music's art much yeah, like oh. painting much like anything oh, else for sure sculpting fucking yeah. whatever they're audible art. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and it's an expression, and and so they they love this so much, and and they and they get in too deep, and they put their passion on paper, and they finally get it out, you know. Because how many bands do you think actually make it? Oh, what, what one in they? a million? No, no, probably one in like a thousand, maybe one in ten thousand. Regardless, more. a lot more. Regardless, one in like a hundred thousand. Mm. But still, so anyway, and 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 it's almost like I said, it's a contradiction because. They want to get their word out so much because it, it, it essentially like a lot of them is screaming for help. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, yeah. It's screaming yeah. for help because they're all, you know, they're all, aside from, you know, like bands like Kiss and shit, they're all like Lou Reed, like very introverted, very, you know, to themselves, very quiet, mm-hmm. you know, love their privacy, spend weeks on end in the house with a fucking toaster oven making toaster strudels and writing and painting and sculpting and doing whatever the fuck writing songs. Right. Right. And so they, they want to get their message out, especially in the punk era. Like, oh, that yeah. was all what the punk era was about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, screw the government, like, you know, anarchy, all this kind of shit. We're pissed off. Fuck right. hippies. Mm-hmm. We're done with this soft, overindulgent hippie culture. We want to get our, our message out there, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And, and, and they just get so swept up with it. And then they get what they ask for. Which is? Fame. And it's mm. so hard. It comes on like a wrecking ball, like a mm. Miley Cyrus ball. Without, oh, without without the shit, you just ruined your entire speech. <laughs> <laughs> without the shit, yeah, of, of her because she sucks. Um, yeah. But and so they finally get they get what they want, right? They get their music out there. They come to the number one because the Pistols were the same. Nirvana was on a much larger scale, huge scale, oh. fucking gigantic scale. You kidding the me? greatest, the greatest scale that's ever been. It was the greatest, absolutely most phenomenal, best scale that's ever been. So they get what they want. Thanks, Don. Yeah, <laughs> they they get what they want. And now they've got their message out there. And now they went from having, you know, $3.63 in their wallet, no money to eat, no place to live, fucking finding abandoned, building, abandoned buildings to sleep in for warmth. And now they're the number one and they have a fucking yeah. million dollars in their bank account. And their buddies who aren't signed go, oh, you guys sold out. Yeah, you sold you out, dude. Sellouts. You fucking prick. And so, what is? I mean, what do they do now? They party until they die. Right, because you 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 almost you take these introverted people and you give them all of this fame, all this attention, like like Sid Vicious and and and, and Kurt Cobain and and Joplin and Jimmy and Elvis and all these kind of guys and gals. Well, there's other guys and gals that that made it just as big, and they didn't. Well, of you know, course there is. Drink a fifth of vodka and throw some sleeping pills down. Yeah, but you take something that's already broken and you try to repair oh, well. it with a couple of pieces of super glue. How long is it going to be before it fucking that's shatters true. again? That's true. You know, look at the Britney Spear. She had to go to the wellness unit. Lose her fucking mind. <laughs> These motherfuckers. And 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 so you you give them all this fame, and now they don't know what to do themselves. Like Kurt Cobain actually wrote in one of his diaries one time: "All I want to do is do heroin and retire with three million dollars in the bank account. That's all I want to do: is sit inside, sculpt, paint, and and do heroin with three million dollars in the Such bank." Such a role model for so many kids. Oh my god, just the best. <laughs> and and they get fucking worshipped. You know, and I love both of those oh, those yeah. cats. You know, they yeah. came out with some great shit in their own way. Very simplistic music in the sense of, but of they're so selfish, right? And that was my thing. So fucking selfish. But the, the the moral of the story is is they can't handle it. 
right? Now they, they've, they've wished for fame. They've wished, well, maybe not fame, but they've wished to get their message out. They've wished to have a little bit more money to do things, and, and, and now they've got it, right? Yeah. But they can't handle yeah. it because you take some overly introverted, depressed, anxiety-ridden individual and you stick them in front of, like, you know, 10,000 people. Well, it's not only that, but the schedule is go, go, go. You have to go here. You have to go here. We have to get to the next city. We have to do this. Right. You have to get photo shoots. You have to get all this stuff's going on all at once, and it's too much. You know, yeah. I, I just want to sit down and, and take some heroin. You know, right. Well, I mean, cats like that don't do well with Direction exactly. and militaristic exactly. ordering. I'm not used to all this rushing around everywhere, but and then you know, that's where they they start feeling depressed and right. starting to well, get. Let me ask you this, Mark: Have you ever been in a situation where you were uncomfortable? Maybe it was in society. Maybe it was in an argument with your significant other. Maybe it was just you know a work function, something that you've been uncomfortable in. And what did you what did you do to kind of ease that? Uh, chew some gum. Chew some gum, that's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've self-medicated throughout my years of life. I've, I've, I've drank, you know, drank and drank. You know, you go to a, you're, you're in a, because me personally, I'm, 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 I'm extroverted, but I'm also introverted in the same way. And, and when I'm uncomfortable in a situation, it used to be, I have, you know, well, I've spent start, years Have a couple more uh, cocktails and you're, right, exactly. you're open right up. Yeah, and you're fucking Gene Simmons, right? Exactly. You're standing on the table with your fucking tongue out. So these cats, you give them all of this fame, you give them all of this fortune, and then you tell them that they have to be in 26 different cities in the next three months, and they have to get up there and do what they love, that they're used to sitting in their bedroom in the dark for weeks on end, sculpting, painting, writing, composing, and now they have to do it in front of 10,000 people. Well, did they not ask for it by, by, by joining the record label? Right, but did they? They they joined the record label. Just they signed the, they signed the dotted bottle. I know they just signed the dotted line. So I mean, they had to have known what they're getting themselves into. Oh yeah, to some degree. To some degree. I mean, did they really though? Because they signed it and all. How many times have you walked into a, situ- a situation that sounded great, but the plate oh, was too big for your yeah, stomach? Yeah, because the record companies are the devil. Oh my they god, they suck, rape these artists. Suck the money and, and every, the life right out of all the artists. Right, so the next thing you know, they find coping me- mechanisms and you know, these these introverted punk rock, grungy, new wavy, whatever you want to call them, these individuals who are introverted, blah 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 mm-hmm. they now have cultivated a habit because they don't have anybody there that actually gives a shit about them. Like, who, who, did, who did fucking Sid have? Nobody. Nancy Spungen? Exactly. And who did fucking Kurt have? Courtney Love? <laughs> they're not the nurturing type. They're not going to sit here and pat them on the well, back. Oh, baby, that's when you know, it's okay. Of, they have their bandmates. Well, they have their own things going on. They, they're not going to sit there in your in your bedroom with you and say, we need to cultivate well, come on, let's, happy habits. I don't know, but I'm kind of thinking that um, Kurt Cobain just kind of just dwindled down to nothing while they, they watched. Next week, next week, Kurt Cobain. I'm going to stop mentioning him. I'm going I'm to stop mentioning him. And so anyway, Sid, Sid Vicious. So he... He, I guarantee you, he started. He couldn't handle it, and he started cultivating oh, yeah. coping mechanisms. And well, I'm sure he was an alcoholic before he even oh got God, on I'm American sure. soil. Oh, guarantee. Yeah. You know, and alcohol is the catalyst to you know the fuck it meter hitting the red zone. Well, a garbage mouth. That's what I call him. Just he'll just take anything. Right. And, you know. Oh, some or You know, sleeping pill. Yeah, sure. I'll take. The, I'll, I'll snort that. I'll, I'll take. The, I'll drink. But this. why do you think it's because he wants? You know, he wants to feel high and happy, or do you think he's because he's numbing? Put it this way. This Self-medicating. Sid Vicious waking up. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, well, he can't stand his own reality. Yeah. And so that finally caught up on him, and, and one night, Nancy, well, Nancy was no fucking saint. She, oh, she was she was just as bad. She was part of his demise. Are Correct. Yeah, and she, she was sitting there. They were in a giant argument. And she's sitting there just bitching at him and telling him. She's screaming at the top of her lungs, begging him to kill her. Yeah. That's what she's doing. Yeah. And so he stabs her, right? Yeah. They go do some heroin. They go to sleep. And they wake up. And, and guess who's fucking dead? <laughs> Nancy, <laughs> that, what the fuck? And so, and so, he homeboy goes to jail. Sid Vicious goes to jail. Johnny Rotten, the band's already broken up at this point. Johnny Rotten, they're all gone. Right. And and then and then Sid goes to jail. And the day he's bailed out, and I think February of '79, he gets bailed out. 
and then goes to the hotel where your buddy got the tile hotel, off the wall. Hotel Chelsea. Hotel Chelsea. And fucking ODs because he can't handle it. He just fucking killed his girlfriend. Yeah. He's going to prison. Can you blame him? Yes, because wow. that's his own damn fault, and that's bullshit. But still, I, I can and I can't. I, I, I sympathize with him, but I don't. But I blame him. Well, if that makes sense. At the time, I don't think you know he was thinking about that. He was just thinking about what happened, you know, and the guilt just like just took over. Yeah, he wasn't thinking about you know the people he's gonna hurt and all that. Cause he was a hardcore guy, man. He was Sid Vicious. Yeah, it comes kind of comes with a name. You don't get a name like Johnny Rotten or Sid fucking Vicious. Yeah. But you have the other side. You have the other side of the British punk scene, which was the Clash, right? Oh, they were yeah. a studio side. They were. They were dirty, but they were clean at the same time. Oh man, they're they're go listen to any of their albums. They're, yeah. they're just like great EQ. Righteous. EQ. There's the word. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> There's the beautiful word. And so you were talking about Green Day. Yeah. Right? What do you, right. What's your assessment of them? What do you think about them? Uh, I kind of want to know how they got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but at the same time, they're they're worthy of it, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. You know, just, oh, we're uh, semi, you know, new wave punk for the 90s, and then we're going to kind of morph ourselves into this acoustic montage of of you know that's all they came out with after after their you know a couple albums i mean they had a couple you know i guess punky rock-ish dookie songs dookie no after dookie really i'm talking about like Amer- basket case americana that album is not was not one of their albums no that's offspring uh, what was the other one that um, we're talking about green day we're talking about dookie you know we're talking about i don't want to be a piece of asparagus oh my bum, god bum, bum, don't even get me started on american that idiot album, dude that, that album, album sucks my balls that's what i'm saying they made they made a freaking playbill out of that <sighs> album and it's a it's a playwright in new york that made me cry so, <laughs> that album sucks so yeah, that's hard. what i'm saying like that the, the, they were they used to be good on dookie agreed and then they kind of just kind of agreed. over over time i think i think bands though like like they were very gap gap quote unquote loose quotations punk rock band they're catchy yeah they're okay they're good but they were you know they're very gap they're very walk into the mall get your slacks and your fucking boat shoes they're very gap they're very dad rocky they well they didn't start that way like you said Mm, but they they kind of started morphing into that radio rock because the media pulled them in molded them like clay and then fucking pushed out what they wanted to hear they were raw when they first came on the scene raw and, and then, Billy Joe Armstrong was badass, dude. Oh, yeah. He was, he was sick, man. He was doing shit that nobody else was doing. Yeah. It was still fast. It was aggressive. It was punky, but it was melodic. And his vocals were spot on. Spot on. Always. And very unique sound. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think... It I was think, all three chords. It was, it was very punk, you know? Yeah. Very extreme. And I, I wasn't super, super huge on them, but I did like... They were placed in the same category as the studio new wave, quote unquote, loose quote, punk bands, like Pennywise. Pennywise is dope. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are going to be around playing... They're great. Forever. Social Distortion. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, I love them. Fantastic. I can't... I consider some of them maybe like a hardcore metal, but I don't... Social D? Suicidal. Oh, Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're more of a metal punk, I guess. You can yeah. classify them. Jason Trulio, man. Yeah. Um, playing, well, he's playing with Metallica now, obviously. But that's fucking bad. So still, plays like a rape tape. Art of Rebellion is one of my favorite records of all times. Yeah, and Bad Religion. They were kind of looped into that. They were badass. And then, and then, you know, after that started, what's that? No, I was gonna say, go ahead. Oh, I was saying after that they started morphing. Then that, you know, in between like the CBGB days and and the Green Day days, I feel like Punk went underground. AFI was another one that their first album was great. Yeah. I forgot about those guys. You know, did you ever listen to Tiger Army? Like, they're no. that kind of punky, rockabilly, kind of punk rock band. No. I loved them. Yeah, check them out. I loved Oh, I still do. They're, they're a great band. They, uh, the lead singer, Fallout, or not Fallout, play, uh, AFI and Tiger Army, actually, I think they might even still be dating. And MXPX. Yep. MC5, MXPX. Yeah. Yep. But then, like I said, between the CGB, CBGB the Hilly Crystal days and, and Green Day, I feel like punk kind of went underground. It was still around, but I, I feel like they kind of lost because they were having like Macy's oh. catalogs of punk rock shit. Yeah. And I feel like they went underground. They went to sleep for 15 years. Well, and you had to really dig to find them. They weren't the hot I, I, thing I, anymore. You know what? I think the, the fan base kind of got lost too. You think? Into the metal scene. 
You know, yeah, the, the, the '80s hair metal, the Scorpion, were, the Poison. People were like, okay, yeah, the Motley Cruz. I, I, I understand punk's cool and all, but I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go watch Ozzy. But you know what? Fuck, <laughs> fuck the bullshit. You know, I think the New York Dolls were almost have a hundred percent credit for starting the '80s hair metal scene. No, okay, I, I, I'll, I won't disagree. That's my theory. I won't disagree. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Damn it. But anyway, so yep, you, you you're moving into the the new wave studio punk stuff of the late or mid late '90s, and then you start moving into like we talked about before the early 2000s, some 41s, the Blink 182s, all that kind of shit. And we'll get into that in another. And now, time. if you go current, we're we so said we've come all the way from Iggy we're Pop regressing to <laughs> Fallout Boy. <laughs> I mean, God damn it! Yeah. Where do we go wrong? Well, it's just another new wave radio media fueled record store selling fucking phase. It's just another phase. That's hey. what it is. It, it's all a phase, man. Everything's a phase. Except for nowadays, we have nothing now. Have you ever? Except for nowadays, we have nothing. I don't know if you've turned on the radio lately, but it's it's just a bunch of conglomeration of older music that's already been published that they're replaying because that's the only thing that actually people give a shit about now, and just un in un. Non-talented crap. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so we're going we're gonna to cut it mean, off here. You, mean you don't like DJs? No, I don't <laughs> like DJs. What, fucking iPad warriors, iPad musicians, iPod musicians, hit play and charge $300 for tickets? No, count me out. Um, so anyway, we're going we're gonna to close it off here. Um, I want to you know, thank you guys for, for listening to everything. We created a Facebook page, Rock Isn't Dead, It's Just Sleeping. Um, I've also created a, an email account, willywhitebread69 at gmail.com, if you guys have any suggestions, things you want to hear, or you just want to tell me to go screw myself. So um, I also want to actually, before we go, I want to thank our good friend Michael Martinez. He created a super badass intro to our podcast. So we love you, Mike. I really appreciate it, buddy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> anyway, see you guys later. See you next week. Later, guys.